0: So one of the perks about renting as we all know is the fact that you have someone to sit there and to fix everything for you but you can't rent forever and sooner or later you buy your own place and you you know inevitably things are going to break whether it's your fridge your washer your heater it's going to break down and you can either scour yelp or google and look all over to try to find someone to help you or you could check out our friends hellosuper.com hellosuper.com or super as we call them is bringing dc and maryland homeowners all the access of a superintendent but on your own home, the home that you actually own. Check out full details hello super.com to get the full rundown and do it before your thousand dollar plumbing system breaks down. Because trust me, that's not gonna be fun.
1: Love it. Hmm.
0: Sarah, from Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> it's Kay. it's Sarah from Hey it's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, praise Sammy K at DC Improv. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, praise Sammy K at DC Improv.
1: We are live DC We are DC number improv.
0: one, number one.
1: We are number one in all the podcast land. Mm-hmm. How am I doing on the microphone? Any pops? If I go back like this, any pops or is it still good?
0: Sarah, you would only pop if you get really close. See, the popping oh, happens oh, when you popping. get rid of that little filter right here. See that little circle mm-hmm. right there? Okay. That is what stops your breath from hitting the microphone, which caused that popping. So if you get rid of it and you go P, see, it'll pop. Oh, but when good. you have this, go P. It's a P as opposed to p. That's all I'm telling you. As long as that little thing's in front of your face, stop. something giving the middle finger. That was funny when I was doing it.
1: We're number one. We're number
0: one with all the podcasters you and all the I, land. That's what I taught my niece. Like I have a niece who's like 12 years old now, but and the she first didn't know what thing, the middle finger was. The first thing she, I mean, she was like maybe like two year one and a uh, half, two okay. years old, like right when they're first starting to speak, and she would just go around and people be like
2: number one
0: and give them the middle <laughs> finger.
2: And that That's was all so she did. sweet. Mm-hmm. I
1: love teaching kids things like that's that.
0: That's all I do. My look at my nieces and nephews. That's all I try to do is teach them bad stuff.
1: That's awesome. I wish I had that problem. My niece is the opposite. She teaches me like to whip and nay You know. Oh, like, she's uh, not
0: teaching you all the bad stuff. <laughs>
1: yes, yes.
0: Because see, I sometimes sit there and I go, "How old are you, kid?" And they'll tell me like eight, and I'm like, "What was I doing at eight? No, okay. And I gotta think back to like how much of a delinquent I was because I can't really, you know, I don't want to get them started before I got started myself. So, like, I have a rule. I won't get them drunk till they're 14.
1: 14, that's it? Oh, my God. you got to up that. Like, no way, 16 dude. or 17. But that's when I was
0: drinking myself. At 14 years old, I was going out, sneaking out, and finding booze myself. So, at that point, you know, they might as well be drinking with me because I'll get them hammered for free. <laughs> they don't have to pay for it.
1: I love it. I love yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. We are live from DC Improv, and we are number one.
0: We're number one. In <laughs> all oh, the land. If you guys are watching, I mean, we've just been giving each other the middle finger the entire time. I don't we know why.
1: Facebook Live. Stop giving oh, me the yeah.
0: middle finger. Yeah, for you.
1: Uh, I'm Sarah Frazier, along with my dear friend and fabulous co-podcaster, Sammy K, and uh great show in store for you today. Sammy, last night I was out in Arlington. Oh, wow. If you're tuning into this That's podcast. Different. You've
0: never hung out there before. <laughs>
1: I was actually on Crystal City. Oh, that's moves oh, for me.
0: Oh, oh. Now, I live
1: in Virginia Square.
0: Yeah, I know. Wow. That's but different.
1: I I hopped in a cab and I headed to Crystal City. Okay, what was
0: wrong with Crystal City? <laughs> it's
1: not Crystal Shitty. I like Crystal City. It's where it's at, tech-wise.
0: Yeah, definitely, tech-wise. And we they have, have, the- have the best sports bar, quote-unquote.
1: Where? What one's that? I
0: believe it's called Crystal City Sports Bar. Is that not correct? I believe as, as Bowtie the- Joe giggles in the corner, that means, yes, that's correct.
1: Is that no, the one... What's the one that has, like, the, the rotating gravitational karaoke at the top know. of the hotel? I was talking
0: about a titty bar, Sarah. Oh, actually oh. speaking up before I say that, <laughs> sorry. <let> me, uh... <laughs> this is a statement intended to specify or with the scope of rights and obligations <laughs> that may be exercised and forced by parties <laughs> in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The <laughs> Hey podcast may not be suitable for all years.
1: Oh. oh, I didn't even know there was a topless bar over there. Yeah, God, they call it a sports
0: out. bar, but it's just a titty bar.
1: Well, look if you're listening, because uh, we had an email from Jacksonville, Florida. I tell you, we're worldwide. You don't World believe it?
0: Worldwide, Kansas City, Jacksonville, <laughs> and Australia. Yeah, I told
1: you, so we're worldwide. And if you're listening in another city, uh, I live in Arlington. We tape this in D.C. Sammy mm-hmm. lives in D.C. So uh, Crystal City is like this little town, you know, little city yeah. over. Across the bridge from D.C. So I'm hosting an event last night for ARLnow.com.
0: Mm, that's what you were doing in Crystal City.
1: If you if you live in Arlington or Virginia, you should be on that site. I, I adore Scott Broadback, who's the founder. Really nice. Like an actually genuinely nice guy mm-hmm. that you want to win. Um, so, anyway, he hosts a, a series of events, and last night was a tech night. So, let me just tell you, you know, I what would you describe me? How do you think I'm like when I'm, like, hosting in front of a crowd?
0: Oh, I think you probably just say a bunch of dirty stuff. <laughs> My assumption is that you sit there, the first thing you're going to be like, so, guys, what's on the docket tech-wise for, I don't know, vibrators? Like, that's just, boom, hit them hard with that one right off the bat, and then just kind of get back and then maybe read a couple questions they asked you to read, but really just kind of focus on... You know, definitely ask them about what they think about the real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. But I, I wouldn't say that it was my best work last night oh, for no. a couple reasons. I didn't realize this. Did you know this? I mean, you're you are smarter than me on the podcast. I'm I'm happy to no, admit that. You oh absolutely I mean I'm I'm just smarter people wise than you are. I mean you're you, know you have zero people skills. Zero. But like book smart, you're smarter. Got it. Okay. SAT wise, uh-huh. smarter. So um, I didn't realize that women in tech no longer want to be asked the question, "What's it like to be a woman in tech?" Did
0: you know this? Well, probably because they've been women in tech for how long now, man? It's not like anything new.
1: But is it just me, or do you still think of the tech world as being male dominated Well,
0: I think that when you ask that question, honestly, that's almost like that's 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 almost a step backwards for women.
1: Oh, I guess. Let me tell you. They told me last night people were not. Do they agree with me on that?
0: Oh, Oh, good. Because I understand where they're coming from, because by you asking that question, that means that women should not be there and that there is no real place for them. And you're like, so how does it feel being it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This must be inspirational. Like you should be talking, you know, like, you know, so how'd you feel when you did this? Like talking normal questions, not about how does it feel to be a woman doing this? It should be just how does it feel to be doing this, if anything, you know? Because oh,
1: you nailed it. You're
0: taking a you're taking a huge step back when you you know make it seem like oh well, as a woman, how did it feel doing that, as opposed to a man would have felt differently, you know? It's kind of what you're insinuating with. Oh,
1: let me tell you, the crowd went crickets. Like I mean, I've bombed a lot now, so I don't care. Like if I'm doing an event and people don't laugh at my jokes, like it's totally it's fine. I I move on. You roll with it. It's all good. Mm But that really like sunk the mood. And then at the end of the night, this is where I feel like you and I should take this as almost like a hybrid podcast or like a spin-off of our show. Mm-hmm. This guy comes up and he does just like apps and tech for the government. And he's like, you know, if you're interested in getting government funding, I think you and your buddy, he called me, you're my buddy. The
0: buddy, the buddy.
1: <laughs> you and your buddy. Uh-huh should start doing an anti-terrorism podcast because i believe you could get $150,000 in government funding and i thought holy shit really cuz i think we should do that can you imagine us talking terrorists off the list the edge
0: us wait an anti-terrorist is like what do you mean so cuz
1: we got to get positive propaganda out there that's what they want the government is looking for tech programs they're looking for uh, entertainment programs movies where they give you the like the story of the terrorist who stops and has a heart, okay? okay? So what do you think about us? Like, what are some of that we could have so many... I feel like the music we could play for this anti-terrorism, you know, um, podcast could be great.
2: Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is the Anti-Terrorist uh, Network uh, with Sarah Farajar and Sayyid Mahdi Ibn
1: Oh, my God, I love this. Are we in Dubai?
2: I
0: mean, Algeria closed, but...
1: Okay, we're in Iraq. I would love to do this in Iraq, and Jess, can you imagine, what if you and I were the faces that saved lives and stopped terrorism in this world? How do you think that would be?
2: Please call us one <laughs> i do not want to die <laughs> so we can talk you off the ledge, We'll speak to you, trust me. You know what they tell you? The issue is they say, like many, many comedians have said before, They say you're going to get 21 virgins. No, no, no. Oh
1: yes, I'm a virgin.
2: They do not tell you 21 virgins means 21, 13-year-old boys playing PlayStation. (laughs) What? That's it. It is not the good kind of virgins. So don't even bother hurting yourself, kids.
1: And you know what? If I had to, I would have sex with the terrorists to stop terror.
0: (laughs) What is it? That's when all of a sudden it's click. Because you're no Sarah, no, that's
1: oh, okay. Sorry, great. but I'm now just saying, done. like, if I don't know what their motives are, maybe they weren't like loved enough or whatever. Uh, but I feel like I could stop suicides. And how do you think that we would do? I really feel like we should apply for this grant and do one because we could go to the Pentagon, interview a couple of the men and women that do all the anti terror stuff, have a tech anti terror person on, and then have the terrorists on and talk them off.
0: Okay, so we're just talking to them like, all right, and we're <laughs> live from Baghdad. <laughs> yes. What's going
2: on, brother? How are you? <laughs> You know, what's going on? How are you feeling back there? Oh, you know, I am here. I am very sad. I am walking around. I have uh, 13 bombs on my chest. I was thinking about doing it, but if you can play me some Taylor Swift, I may not blow up in 14 kids. I don't know. See, I would do that for that. That's them. not how it
0: works, man. What, are you gonna, what do you mean you're just going to talk? You can't just like sit there and what? You think they're going to call you up?
1: Um, no, what they're saying is that we would do a show where we would be ambassadors to all communities and we would get the message out there of why you should not blow up things.
0: And this is why you should not go to Crystal City because you get some, <laughs> you some ass backwards idea in that place. <laughs>
1: I Look, it was a great tech night. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, I bet so. And I but- think
1: we should think about this because apparently they're like shelling out money from the government. And who better to take the government's money than, than us? Than us. And I feel like it would be an entertaining show. We've also proven we could talk to generals, okay? Bring it did on.
0: Have proven we can talk to generals? <laughs> well, sure, Ooh, we don't. What general did we speak to? <laughs>
1: well, Joe Madison. We handled that very well. That was our best interview of all time.
0: Okay, okay.
1: We nailed that. I don't think there's anyone that's given a better interview there. Uh, what other ones have we done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just blanking. blanking
0: right now, aren't you? Uh-huh. Just <laughs> well, to put in perspective. That
1: was our biggest noteworthy one. Okay, but okay. We're there. We, you and I have interviewed everyone from Chris Brown.
0: To, uh, what are you going to do about the language barrier? The fact that, you know...
1: Well, of course I'll have a translator, you.
0: You're going to have me yes. translate for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely not. Why? No, because, okay, because here's exactly what I'm going to do. He's like, I can't even believe you already haven't thought about exactly what I'm going to do. Everyone in the audience already knows exactly what I would do, Sarah. Well,
1: no, I don't... Tell me
0: something. I'll translate it for no, you. No, because I say don't it. want
1: you to say something inappropriate There you go. Terrorist. Ding, 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 ding. No, so I'm why not would gonna you trust suck. me I'm not going to live? Just tell me I'm, something. Um...
0: Hi, I, my I mean, name is Sarah. Okay, hi, so.
1: my name is Sarah. And it's
0: As- uh, Misada. That's perfectly fine so far.
1: And uh, I'm here to listen today to your struggles of why you would like to kill me.
2: and What does that mean? Have I mean, mostly zibbuk. Uh,
1: okay, what is that saying? It means I want to suck your... <laughs> no, no, no! I'm not saying that. This is a serious... We're going to be interviewing probably the vice president of the United States on this anti-terror podcast, and I'm applying for this grant. I've never applied for a grant before, but oh I God. really feel like we've got this. Good luck. Are you not... You wouldn't co-host with me this?
0: I mean, here's the thing... I... I guess I'm part of the team. I have to. Who's better
1: to represent this country and get the anti-terrorism propaganda out there than the two of us?
0: I just think that when it comes down to applying for grants, you're probably better at applying for 21-year-old men named Grant than you are actual grants.
1: (laughs) That is so... I I doubt it. I think people that are much more challenged than I am have received Much more challenged.
0: That's setting the bar high. Let's go. Let's keep (laughs) it going. Yeah, this is...
1: Anyway, that was my big revelation from last night. And I I want to thank Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. I thought you had a genius idea. The
0: number one in Fallujah.
1: We would be huge in Fallujah, I think. People love you. First of all, people love you. And I think I represent probably the face of what they're trying to blow up. So that would kind of evoke a lot of emotions.
0: Exactly, you you know.
1: Well, you know, but that's good you have to face that you know so we'd here i like, am
0: we'd be like a hannity and combs but for terrorists <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> okay <right>. perfect
1: <laughs> i think there's a future
0: awesome i mean i guess all I do for too, one I one for all shit let's do this oh my
1: god and then we'll have our movie from that
0: yeah number one
1: and melissa mccarthy will be in it a-
2: Hello, goodbye everybody from 107.5. We hope you don't kill yourself. <laughs> Until next time, ma alaikum.
1: Oh, is that like a... Tri-
2: that's our goodbyes, yeah, that's at the end. But,
1: but first of all, I would learn the language. Would you? Yes, I would study and I would learn the language. Okay. And I would uh, also learn the Quran. And I would I would get ready. I would, I would know my stuff.
0: All right.
1: I don't come into things lightly. I do my research when I have to and I'm forced.
0: When you're forced to. Okay. And it's easy to be forced to when someone's got a knife over your head. I was thinking
1: it was easy to be forced to when the government's writing me a $500,000 grant check. Then I thought, I'll do my research.
0: Do you really think you're going to get that, though? Like yes, gonna, no,
1: absolutely. Gonna- are you kidding? The amount of money they were telling that they shell out last night in tech for all this anti-terror stuff? Do you know where your taxes are going? PS people, to a lot of wealthy people who are making apps, supposedly to like, you know, figure out your password and then make sure no one else figures it
0: out. Which is awesome. Okay, cool. No,
1: it's not awesome. They're wasting billions. You want to talk about capitalizing on something? Boom! They're capitalizing on this terror thing, big time. So are we, by the way. All right, let's What's capitalize on it. What's the show going to be called?
0: Capitalizing on terrorism. That sounds like the most PC name <laughs> That's ever. That's not
1: going to get us the grant, no. Yeah. No.
0: In the I don't know what to think peace. about it. In the name of peace. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. The terrorist stops here.
0: Called the bomb with Sarah and Sammy. <laughs> Why not? I mean, at that point, you might as well go in for it.
1: That's so fun. Said, hey, French, hey, terrorists.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 104.5, the target. Is that too much? Too much there, too? I
1: can't.
0: Is that too much at that part? Like, (laughs) I just don't know what else you would name it. You know, 104.5, the target. Like. Yeah.
1: It's... I can't go on. Oh, my God. I pray you're this funny on Friday oh, night. Oh, gosh.
0: I hope. Keep on oh my praying. Oh, God.
1: Oh, God.
0: But which one are you going to pray to? Masalika, Masaluka. The...
1: Masaluka.
0: <laughs> Boom. That's when it just stops right there. All right. Next topic.
1: Oh, God. Okay. I got to have a tissue. All right. Uh, we got to give some shout outs today before we get into the show. There is so much to cover, including a local story. Everybody, you know, we were obsessed with making The Murderer. Yeah. Well, there was also a story that people sent to us. What?
0: Uh-huh. I know. I know. No, I'm excited about this. Keep going. Oh, really? I am. Yeah. About
1: the Justin Wolf case? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge. There was a case here that somebody actually had sent to us. that The Innocence Project was a part of. This kid has been saying for 15 years he did not shoot and kill a fellow drug dealer back in the 90s here -hmm. in the D.C. area. Uh, we'll talk about that because there are some major, major developments about that. Also, did you see some of the oddest job questions that came out in 2015? I want to ask you some of them if people asked you on a job interview how right. you would answer these. Okay, I think they're really, really good. Uh, and then also, um, speaking of sort of, excuse me. Did
0: you just burp? <laughs>
1: yes, yes, just a little. Uh, then I also want to ask you, too, about this. Um, Speaking of terrorism and you know the guy that hijacked the plane for love, right? He okay. just wanted to talk to his his significant other did yes. you hear about this uh-huh. in, in Cairo? Uh-huh. Okay in Egypt. Well a guy who was on that plane ended up asking to take a selfie with the hijacker while this whole thing was going down. And he says it was out of nerves, he didn't know what to do, and he's getting a lot of mixed reviews. Either that he helped save the situation, or he was a giant a-hole.
0: That's for basically asking that. That's, I mean, that sounds like something only I would do. So I'm glad to know there's another asshole out there like me that would do it.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: I would definitely ask for a selfie with a terrorist.
1: Well, that's exactly what this guy did, and a lot of people are not happy. Um, also, our T-shirt contest continues. If you want to go to hayfrage.com you can see the one that Juan had submitted yesterday. Also, if you want to know the exact station that we're going to help pull off an April Fool's prank for, that's up at heyfraze, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E.com. And we'll uh, record those smooth country bits before we leave today and then send them to our guy. Can't
0: wait. That should be appropriate.
1: Oh, my God. So, so, so funny. Um, Okay, some shout-outs today we got to get to. I want to say hi to A. She wants some advice from us. Hey, uh, Sarah and Sammy, I need some advice. I've been with my husband for seven years. We have two kids together. I gained 60 pounds while pregnant. My husband probably gained 75. I've lost 30 pounds since having my last child in 2014, and my husband has probably gained even more than the 75 pounds. I've talked to him because I've become unattracted to him. And I think, actually, if he doesn't do something about it, I might have to leave. I've talked to him. He says that he doesn't want to change anything. And right now, he's comfortable. I love your work, but I'm wondering, what do you think I can do? I feel like this is becoming a deal breaker.
0: Oh, really? What would
1: you say? Honestly? What do you say to that?
0: I'm going to flip this around, okay? Okay, I'm going to flip this around. It's a guy named A who's emailing us saying that, you know what? His wife has gained an extra 30 pounds since having the last kid. Now she's gained almost 100 pounds since they first met, just like she's accusing him of. And he is not attracted to her anymore. And I would just love to see the shit show that falls upon this man for even inferring that he could possibly not be attracted to his wife anymore if she gained 100 pounds. Because he would be completely crucified for that statement. Completely crucified for that statement okay. if a guy said If a guy said the exact same thing, completely crucified. And because of that, I'm going to say this lady... She doesn't even deserve that man. Well,
1: here's the thing.
0: There's no right way to say it. There's no right way. I have definitely been with girls before that. it's like, you know what? Like phys- like physically, I'm not attracted to them. But like I love hanging out with them. Like emotionally, I'm attracted to them. Psychologically, I'm attracted to them, you know? like like that I'm mentally I'm attracted to them. But okay. the fact is though, there's no way for me to go like, yo, what's up? If you lost like twenty five pounds, I would be so into you. You can't say that.
1: Okay, I think you have to. Because but I got how thinking do you say about that? this.
0: How do you say that without completely devastating someone or without you sounding like a complete <sighs> biatch?
1: Because here's the thing. I think if you're 75 to 100 pounds overweight, the truth is you're not happy in some aspect of your life. Because I've been that i have been that person. I've been 65 pounds overweight. Yeah. So when I was 65 pounds overweight, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I know what you're saying, that there's like this double standard, but I don't think that's true anymore. As a woman, I'm thinking about Dan, right, my longtime boyfriend. If Dan puts on 75 pounds, it's going to be really hard for me. I, I honestly, I would be like, "Hun, you have to get therapy or I don't think it's going to work. Because to me, health now, mental health is also equated with your physical
0: health. So I should text that girl and be like, yo, by the way, if you lost like 20 to 5 to 30 pounds, I'd be totally into you?
1: I don't think... Twa- is this
0: going to go as well as the advice you gave me to text that girl last time?
1: Here's my honest truth. I think... That- <laughs> By the way, that helped you. That, that helped left the me. door open.
0: Left the door open? What I do you mean, Sarah? That. Actually, I just saw her on Instagram. She's got a boyfriend. Congratulations. <laughs> it's, She's, it's terrible. Actually, it's completely slammed the door, actually. Well,
1: her, her loss. Her so, loss.
0: Good lo- thanks, Sarah. You're the best.
1: <laughs> that sounded so sarcastic. It was. Anyway, I think that there's a fine line. 25 pounds overweight is not that much. Yes, it is. It's not, though.
0: Okay, what if I was lying and say it was more like 40, 50?
1: Okay, then I think that she is not in a place that necessarily she's healthy. Now, some people are just bigger boned and bigger shaped anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think you can fall in love with that and be very, very happy. But I do think there is, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm a person that's had weight issues. But I do feel like I have to be with someone that's constantly at least trying. You know, you can't let it go.
0: But... But I think the issue is that, like, at some point, though, at what point do you stop caring? I think that's the whole point. I guess people have in their mind that at some point you're supposed to love somebody so much that they could honestly like, look real. like a blueberry and you'd be like, perfect. <laughs> no, that's not Sorry, true. no, I just looked at your shirt and you looked like a blueberry today. I don't know why. I'm just saying. But... You know they'd be like you're completely fine like i love you anyways that's kind of what people are striving for
1: there's a difference and We're that's probably what he's gonna...
0: striving for like maybe he's in a stressful place it's probably not easy to have to work there having to you know care for three kids having to work all the time he's probably stressed trying to pay bills or do something who knows and if in the meanwhile if it's his way to kind of keep himself going is to sit there and have an extra twinkie every once in a while fuck it let it be man who cares like, my dad, I want to say that my dad, like, stress ate when he was when I was younger, right? Because my dad was kind of fat for a while. Like, he was pretty chunky for a while. Okay. And he was like that pretty much my entire time growing up. And then recently, as he's kind of gotten older and he's kind of relaxed and he's gotten in a good place, he's lost weight. You know? And well, that's I think, great. And I think at that point, you just, you know, some people need it. Like if you take away his, you know, if you take away his snacks, who knows what he's going to turn to? Maybe he'll become a heroin addict instead, Sarah.
1: I think there's a balance in between. And I know you hate the word mindfulness. Mindful, what? Yeah, I know. But there really is. Here's my advice to A I would stay with him because I think there's something mentally going on there. And I think any relationship, there are mental highs and lows. doesn't matter if it's weight. Or if it's money or it's something else, right? Mm -hmm. So I would totally try and work with him. I think there's more going on. And I think you have to bring it up. You have to have an honest conversation. Because it's not going to get better. If you just sit there and you obviously see that I've gained 100 pounds, you're no longer attracted to me. Eventually, it's going to come out or or you're going to leave.
0: Or if you're making his food, just start putting a butt ton of Metamucil and fish oil in everything. (laughs) That'll help and you won't even know the difference. I mean, he'll have a tough time farting for the next month or so. But he'll be good and he'll lose tons of weight
1: i think you have to work with him mentally you have to work with someone mentally all the time i think about like i think of our future right so you would look at dan and be
0: like hey fatty mcfatterson i think we're gonna get you on a treadmill i would
1: never say that
0: okay how would you say it because that's exactly how he's gonna take it
1: no i would say honey we have to have an honest conversation you've gained a hundred pounds what what like what's going on you're not happy are you not happy in this relationship are you not happy at work like something has to change for your own health. And then if he truly doesn't want to make a change, I think you are faced with the question of do you want... Because people change all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. Really? Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, come on. P- people change constantly. That's why it's so hard to keep relationships going. Okay. You don't think so?
0: I mean, I do kind of think people change, but I think there comes a point in everyone's life that they just they stop. That, like they cease to change like
1: Well I think when you're 60 years old if you're not working out as much and you've put on weight and you have like a ton of wrinkles because natural aging and natural slowing down of life that's different than a guy who's like it sounds like a very youthful young father who's letting himself go.
0: Mm, okay. Touche.
1: Well, anyway, you can weigh in on this, Sarah with an H at Heyphrase h e y f r a s e dot com. Is your website is your email up yet?
0: What complaints for Sammy K at Gmail dot com? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Oh, good. It's take complaints
0: for Sammy K at Gmail dot com.
1: F O R or the number four?
0: F O R. What am I? A nineties group?
1: <laughs> no, just wondered. Uh, you also need to be following us on social media. Sammy is on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter under the. Sammy K S A M Y K, all one word. Boom. I'm on Snapchat, Hey Frage Show, and then on Instagram and Twitter, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, Hey I Also, I want to say hi from to Aaron from Jacksonville, Florida, who just found the podcast. She's listening. Absolutely loves it. Um, big news here in the DC area. If you followed this story, it got a lot of attention with Making the Murderer. A guy named Justin Wolf. By the way, he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. He's, only, really young. he's only in his 30s. Yeah, Justin Michael Wolf, who's Capital Murder conviction and death sentence were reversed amid concerns about um, uh, prosecutorial, am I saying that right?
0: Prostitutorial?
1: No, prosecution misconduct. He pleaded guilty to murder in Prince William County on Tuesday, as in yesterday, admitting in a handwritten statement that he and another man plotted the 2001 robbery and slaying of a fellow marijuana dealer. Now, this is a huge, huge reversal for Wolf, mm-hmm. who actually even got the innocence project on his side because for the past 15 years that he has been in jail, he has been saying that he's he absolutely innocent and yeah. was framed. Okay? He was even on Virginia's death row, but because the prosecution made all of these mistakes and withheld evidence he's now off of death row and they were working with a new defense team to actually get his whole thing overturned and convicted and him thrown out right yes. but this crazy set of circumstances happened this week and he writes this like six page letter confessing that he did in did fact it. do it or help
0: and now they're gonna i mean at that point are they gonna put him back on death row because that's what i didn't catch from it or does he just get to stay there and have to live the rest of his life out in a you know, in the penitentiary.
1: I think it sounds like he'll be living it out in the penitentiary. Wolf essentially validated the prosecution's consistent version of events. Wolf and Owen Merton Barber IV decided to rob and kill a guy named Daniel Petrel Man. because they knew that he would have a large amount of cash and marijuana and feared that a robbery alone would invite revenge. Wolf acknowledged that he owed Petrol tens of thousands of dollars from continuing drug transactions and he said that he had planned to split the proceeds with Barber and a race a debt that barber had owed him. Damn. Amazing. I mean, you just wonder what the Innocence Project says cuz they've put t- so much time and, and effort so into this. so much money too. So much money into this. Petrol was 21 when he was found shot to death in a, in his Bristow townhouse in March 20 uh, 2001. Wolf, then 20 years old and Barber then 22 were former classmates at Chantilly High School. Crazy. Crazy.
0: Right crazy.
1: I mean and he says that uh also he went on to say Wolf says that this is the hardest thing he's ever had to do is actually admit. he says that he kept up the lie for the past 15 years because he didn't want to let down his own family and friends who have stuck by him and believed in his innocence oh my god brutal yeah talk about they're let down now uh he also apologized to petrol's family but of course petrol has died uh amazing turn of events but i would love to hear what um the innocence project is going to say about that
0: i mean at that point though like you can't really they can't really be too hindered from that though because you they so? do so much good that there are going to be some people that try to use the system. You know what I mean? And they have to understand that. And as much as they try to vet out the bad seeds themselves and try to make sure these people actually, you know, in their opinion, are truly innocent. You know, You're going to you know,
1: find a couple. These are, these
0: are people that are lifetime manipulators. That's what they do for a living. They are criminals. They manipulate people for a living. They manipulate people in prison. They, manipulate, they manipulated people before prison. And they're going to continue manipulating people there. And so it just it sucks that, you know... They took, you know, they manipulated the Innocence Project like that, but, you know, they still do some good stuff.
1: God, I just think it was it's unbelievable, because that case got a ton. Tons. Tons and tons of publicity. Uh, do you think one of the biggest challenges for you in the workplace when we've worked in um, traditional, I guess, work environments has been dealing with baby boomers? Would you say that was your biggest work challenge?
0: Mm, Baby boomers. Oh, like my parents' generation? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Baby boomers. 50 year old 60 year old Maybe it's like 55 plus. Yeah,
0: I find that I just don't get along with them too well. (laughs) Is that what that article says?
1: (laughs) Well, the LA Times came out with this story, and it says how millennials should deal with baby boomers at work. And a lot of people are, there's some mixed feelings about this, because baby boomers are certainly upset. They don't feel like they need any sort of... uh, that millennials need any special guide they need to work any with them.
0: guidance like baby boomers are the worst because they have no idea how to use a phone but yet they want the newest phone okay <laughs> they have no idea how to use the computer but yet they yell at you for not using it fast enough like it's just the worst that's all they do and they complain about how this and this and this but yet we have all this debt i'm like yo you guys could pay for college and get a master's degree and only owe like three thousand dollars We have to pay like $300,000 to get the exact same degree nowadays. Well,
1: here, Okay, so this is what this article says which interviewed baby boomers in the workplace. And they say that baby boomers resent the fact that you don't think that they have at least tried technology. So baby boomers allege that millennials look and act to them like they have no clue about technology. When in fact, most baby boomers say that they have tried and checked out things like Twitter, Instagram, but it just might not be their cup of tea.
0: No, no, no. They they don't know how to use technology. Exactly. Stop (laughs) trying to be like, it's not my cup of tea.
1: Well, they also say that baby boomers love to be admired and respected. And heard, but that as millennials are now in the workplace more and more, baby boomers feel like they are not at all appreciated. Do you feel like when we worked with Jan Jeffries and some other people, like, do you think that we didn't, they always wanted to be
0: heard? They wanted to be heard and they want us to sit there and just listen to them and be like, wow, absolutely. That's so genius. But all I could think in my head was, wow, this old motherfucker has no idea what the hell's going on. Like, straight up, that's what you think. I Like, I've been there. I do that all the time. Like, and a lot of times it's just, It's not like I'm trying to chime in there because I think I'm better or because I think I know better than you or because you don't have anything to offer me. It's because in this one instance, I know a quicker way to accomplish the same thing that you're doing because A, I've done it before and B, I've done it using technology, which I know is so foreign to most old people. (laughs) You know, and I find that a lot of the issue is that they're just like, no, but I could still do it this way. You know, what? You want to find a car? I got you. No, put that down. We'll go down to the corner store. We'll buy one of the car newspapers. And they buy one of those fucking newspapers with all the cars that are for sale in town. They're going through it, <laughs> making phone calls. You? Like, this is like, what my, this is like what people I know, like, you know, people that are that old would do. It's like, no, no, hold on. I could just go online, type in what I want. Boom! It shows up. Here's the options. Like, why are you making me going and go buy a fucking newspaper?
1: Well, here's some other things. Now, according to LA Times, this is how this is how uh, millennials should approach baby boomers because this is what a survey of, of baby boomers said they'd like to be treated they also say that they'd like millennials to approach them with an understanding that everything is a learning process and see what skills we can swap whether than assuming that the baby boomer doesn't get it how do you feel about that
0: there's not many skills i can swap with them that i need necessarily <laughs> well,
1: i don't think that's true i think there's fields where um age really helps an attorney like what? Okay. An attorney, An attorney, I think
0: yes, maybe an attorney, an attorney.
1: I think doctors for a lot of times. You know I'm obsessed
0: with my colorectal mm-hmm. surgery. You are, okay. So an old Dr. doctor. Wolf. Especially someone who thought you know, Will, especially because uh, Will, you know the sorry. medical field that's never evolving, Sarah. Well, no, if anything, an old doctor's the worst. Those are the ones are gonna sit there <laughs> and take like an old cattle prod and shove it in your ass. I'm like, well, that's
2: how we used to do it when I went to medical school.
1: I think they're held to a different I think they have to keep their medical license maybe. somewhat renewed.
0: I don't know about the doctors you go to.
1: Well, who do you go to? So
0: old guys who Someone have cattle prods?
1: Um, also uh, baby boomers say, listen to them and they will listen to you.
0: Oh God, but they talk so damn slow. <laughs> like if they could just talk a little bit faster, like they speak so slow and like,, oh, and they have these weird pauses in the middle of everything for no reason. I, don't, I they mean, just pause like that and it makes zero sense. It's like, why'd you do that?
1: I think this is super, super interesting. They also say that baby boomers really appreciate when you give a signal that you are aware of history prior to 1999. Yep, there's my signal right there. (laughs) A lot of uh, baby boomers believe that millennials are not aware of their uh, history and, in fact, have no idea about Richard Nixon, Fleetwood Mac, various other um, older generation things. What do we
0: got to know about Fleetwood Mac? She was addicted to horse tranquilizers. (laughs) Richard Nixon got kicked out of office. This. boom what's next like I know everything about him
1: I mean I have to admit I, I would say like if people say do you discriminate against anyone I, I sadly am an ageist
0: yeah. I really don't want to work at Thanksgiving for- dinner my stepmom brought up she goes I want an iPhone 6 I go bullshit you don't even know how to use a fucking flip phone <laughs> she's sad. like what but I've had an iPhone I go you've had an iPhone 5 because my dad bought it for you but you know what she does she like here's a here's a baby boomer exactly right they get the newest brand new phone, they keep it turned off and in their car, in their glove compartment, unless they need it. And they turn it on, make their one phone call, and then when they're done with their phone call, they turn it right back off and put it right back in the glove compartment.
1: Well, I think some baby boomers really do try and, and work. And I think there are fields where baby boomers are great. I think media is one of those where, for the most part, you should be forced to retire at 58. Mm-hmm.
2: Amen to that.
1: I said
0: it. I'm sorry. Or at least not- Finance.
1: Finance is good. I feel like older financial people are, are very helpful.
0: But they don't know how to do any They just have a lot of old clients You know what I mean?
1: I think that's great. I think that older people should run various clubs. Okay. Uh, they're very great. I think they're...
0: He- they're well, what kind of club should they run? Like,
1: you know, uh, other various... Are you w-
0: talking about, like, what, like, the breakfast club at, uh, <laughs> at Denny's? Is that what the kind of club they should You know, have?
1: you know where baby boomers thrive, really, is at Disney. They do a hell of a job at Disney. They're so polite. Like, all these baby boomers work there in retirement. Mm. I'm like, that's where baby boomers should go. You're right.
0: And who would I ask for directions when I go to the museum if it wasn't for a baby boomer? Exactly.
1: Exactly. But I don't think they belong in media. They should be forced out at 58. Sorry.
0: That's going to get you some good. <laughs> Luckily, anyone that's over the age of fifty-eight is not listening to your podcast, so they can't get offended by <laughs> right, it. So. Exactly,
1: exactly. Um, I wanted to know how you felt about this. Uh, there's a new story out from Refinery Twenty Nine that essentially tip apps like Tinder and, um, uh, okay, Cupid are all actually becoming more of a friend service than they are dating. A Do you believe that? A friend
0: service. Mm-hmm. I have. Who the hell goes on Tinder to find a friend? A
1: lot of people. You don't know. You haven't ever been on. Um, like, if you are bisexual on Tinder or if you just, like, if you're a woman for woman, most of the women are all just looking for friends. They're not looking to hook up.
0: That's bullshit.
1: You don't believe that?
0: That is bullshit. Why would you put a, a profile up on a dating app? Why don't you just go out and meet people?
1: Well, um, now Tinder is making moves to add to more of a friendship type thing, than as well as other dating sites, and they're including the new and interesting ways in which people can interact, including Bumble. Tinder is getting into a Rock the Vote. They're teaming up with Rock the Vote and then allowing people to set their preferences as far as, like, do you support gay marriage, who you're going to vote for, and they say these are sparking conversations with more friendships coming up than they are necessarily romantic.
0: I don't think I've ever- like,
1: people on Tinder are looking for friends all the time. Is it just me, or do you like I everybody guess. else? Find I guess maybe that?
0: it's just not me. Maybe I'm just that guy. Because, like I've said beforehand, I'm just—I really don't want any new friends.
1: I, I know. I hear you.
0: You know, like I already feel like I have so I'm like, I already have enough people I don't keep up with, and that I don't keep track of. <laughs> I don't need to have more people that I feel guilty about not hanging out with.
1: Uh, how do you feel about this? The British student who is now receiving some backlash for taking a selfie. With the guy who was trying to hijack Egypt Air. He actually successfully did hijack Egypt Air, although he had a fake bomb strapped to him. It was all in the name of love. The 26-year-old Brit, Ben Ainz, is from Leeds. He was held hostage as part of the Egypt Air MS-181 flight that was just a couple of days ago, but he sent a selfie of him smiling with hijacker Saif Eldin Mustafa to his friends.
0: Okay, okay. What's wrong with this so far? I don't understand.
1: Well, uh, people are like saying, look, you compromised other people's lives. You went up and spoke to the hijacker. Now, some people are crediting him for actually helping this situation and saving lives. Mm -hmm. Other people think he's incredibly stupid. Now, Ben went on to text this photo to his friends and then his mom. And his mom even wrote him back and said, honey, I hope you're using caution and you're okay. Please put down your phone. This sounds like a very tense situation.
0: <laughs> it's such a good picture. Though. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> uh, ben says,
1: quote, I figured if, it, if his bomb was real, I'd have nothing to lose anyway. So I took the chance, got a little closer, and then asked him. The hijacker shrugged, okay. Uh, when the cabin crew translated Mr. Ein's request before the health and safety auditor took what he labeled the best, quote, the best selfie ever what? Okay, honest to God, would you even think to do this?
0: I mean, at that point, what are you going to do? You think a guy has a bomb, right? You're on a plane, it has a ton of gasoline on it, Sarah. If that bomb goes off, you're all dead anyways, so why wouldn't you try to at least befriend the guy, you know what I mean? Be cool with him, like take some selfies, like offer him a cup of tea, maybe some coffee, hoping that, you know, he's not going to blow your brains out.
1: Oh my God. And
0: think about how many likes he probably got off that. Well,
1: I'm going to go with this. I mean, if you look at this, uh, the hijacker.
0: Yeah, he's he's (laughs) like A small guy, he doesn't, do- he doesn't look intimidating.
1: He doesn't look intimidating. I I'm, mean, I know you have to take every threat, he looks real. like
0: one of my drunk uncles, honestly. So, he
1: really does. Uh, negotiations <laughs> with the hijacker during the morning resulted in a release of the majority of hostages, except for the crew and four foreigners, including Mr. Eines. So, Mr. Innes stayed back, took some selfies with him, and then six hours later, the standoff was over with the arrest of this guy.
0: Super rad, and he has a selfie now. Think about how cool that is.
1: He does have a selfie now, and it is worldwide. Because that guy's
0: in prison now. He's not getting out anytime soon. Oh, my right? God. Right? So he's got the last picture. He's like, yo, check it. Here's me.
1: Prison selfie. I don't know. I don't think I would have the courage to do that. But I will say when you do look at this terrorist, he doesn't. He looks off.
0: Does it upset you?
1: What? That he's not a guest it's on, like our, when you see on a the pr- target? It's like when you see a soccer player. Oh, yeah. What When about you it? see
0: a soccer player, and you're like, wait, you're a professional athlete? You're that small, and you're a professional athlete?
1: No, I usually look at Pablo Sandoval, the, the fat uh, baseball player, and I think you're and an you're athlete. You're an athlete? There's hope for me.
0: Wow, you look like Drew care. Carey, and you're an athlete? <laughs>
1: that's not true. That's just so mean. First of all, I take that back. It was a joke.
0: That's not that's all that's about what you meant. Positive you body. wrote that joke, and you said it to me on AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger, and I just repeated it. <laughs> I did not That is what, yes, we use AOL Instant Messenger here, folks. True facts. I'm
1: kidding. I would never call somebody fat. Pablo Sandoval is a hell of a pitcher. Look, he's much more athletic than I'll ever be. Okay.
0: He by athletic, is. you mean rich. That's w- it. He's
1: super rich, and he's super. He's great at what he does. Mm-hmm. It was a joke. Hey, uh, if your mom faked her own kidnapping 40 years ago, okay, and then showed up and wanted to reunite with you, would you see her?
0: No. Does she have a present for me?
1: <laughs> no, she doesn't have a gift for then you. And
0: it's still gonna stay as a no. Then yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Okay, so I sat there and I was tra- like traumatized. So you're talking about, as a child? I thought that my mm-hmm. mother was kidnapped. So I was mm-hmm. traumatized, I lived my whole life. Now I'm in my mid 40s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And my mother shows up. I probably have kids of my own at that point, a life of my own, like, done my own thing. She shows up. I'd be like, hell no.
1: That's exactly what happened to this Texas family. So a woman there, Ann Gillespie Miller, 69, was discovered Thursday, last Thursday, in a small town in Texas alive and well after she had faked her disappearance 40 years ago, leaving behind her daughter, Tammy Miller, who is now 45. Tammy says this is not going to be one of those happy made for TV movies. Tammy says she spoke to her mom for about two minutes on the phone when they found out that she was alive. And she says, I'll never call her again. It's but it felt like being rejected all over again. Isn't that sad? I just wondered if there was any. I don't Why, know. Life would, is you short.
0: Really, would you really try to make up with someone who thought that you were not even worth it? Like, it's one thing to go and mm. let's say to maybe go AWOL for a few years. I get that. Maybe go AWOL for I 10 years. That's fine. Like, okay. Ten
2: years. Right? Like, I'm
0: going to go as far as say 10 years. But 40 years, you haven't reached out to your daughter at all to find out what's going on, how she is how her life is and now you want her to get back because what you're old and you probably need help hell no
1: i think i would want to know why i would try and just understand because i think parents are just you know
0: i mean everybody has screw that unless you bring me a pizza or something get the hell out of my face
1: (laughs) i don't know the whole story is sad i mean i know what you're saying i think it's really tragic i just read that and i thought oh my god when situations come up like that i think what would i do because, I mean, I'm sure you've grieved. You thought the person is dead.
0: You've, you're over it at this point. You're over it. Yeah. But
1: then you must now wonder, why'd she do it?
0: Probably because, like, I mean, that's the thing. At that point, why do you care? At that point, you probably thought you of a million different ways of why she did it. That Does it really matter why she actually truly did it? Oh, she, she did it. Who cares?
1: Uh, fascinating story. Hey, uh, if you were going to fake an occupation, right? So mm-hmm. you were going to fake your way into something. Have you ever thought about this? What you would want to do? Hmm. What
0: well, could I actually? I think what I could get away with. Yeah. What well, could I you could probably, pull off? I could probably get away with doing some sort of like uh, like car salesman. Is that an occupation you can fake? What? Really? Because yeah, I feel like I could just lie enough about stuff, and I could just read the basic information on the side of it. You know. Where the
1: hell are you going to find a suit? And you've got like you've got this half shaved head going oh, yeah, on.
0: You're right. Okay. Okay, Are you gonna okay. get a wig? No, yeah, I was gonna get a toupee. <laughs> I was gonna rock the pay. You know? Oh
1: my god, I wanna see you in a toupee. Yeah, I'll rock so a badly. toupee.
0: I'll be like, you know. So badly. Hey guys, welcome. You guys looking for a brand new car today? <laughs> you look great in this new 2005 Hyundai Maserati.
1: See, I would fake a like the thing about the anti-terrorism show. I, I I actually really want to do that. I'd like to be an FBI agent, so, so you I do fake think I could. Fake, yeah, I think Ooh, I could that's fake
0: great it. because then you can go to jail afterwards for committing a felony. <laughs>
1: I think you can go to jail anyway. You can I'm pretty faking. sure if
0: I pretend to be a car salesman, I wouldn't go to jail as hard as pretend to be an FBI agent.
1: <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I'll pretend to be. Um, I don't know. Like, what else would I be good at? Uh,
0: And plus, FBI agents spend their time pretending not to be FBI agents. That's what they do. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. I told you that I used
0: to stoop one for a while, and I didn't know what she did until all, like, she told me she was, you know, Department of Justice, Department of Justice.
1: I think I'd be really good. I think I could fake liking kids and be a teacher.
0: You could fake liking kids Mm -hmm. and be a teacher. Mm I thought you were going to say I could fake liking kids and work at Subway, but. (laughs) I just keep on bringing him back. I don't know why. It's like he just won't disappear out of my mind. He just lives there forever, and now I want to sandwich. Oh, my God,
1: Jared. I I still can't believe that Jared story. Oh, my God. Uh, Well, look, Kimberly Kitchen, 45, of James Creek, Pennsylvania, for the last 15 years, has been faking being an attorney and, in fact, even got herself a partnership at a law firm there in Pennsylvania. She alleged forged a law license, bar exam results, and an email showing that she had attended a law university.
0: There's some towns in Florida I've driven through that I could definitely pretend to be a lawyer. no one (laughs) would fucking know the difference. Absolutely. Now now that I think about it, I could easily be a lawyer in some of these podunk towns. Like, but
1: does this blow your mind? This chick like went up and did cases in court. The whole thing,
0: dude. I guarantee you watch enough Law and Order. Who cares? (laughs) Like. Okay. It's not like they know. Most of these lawyers probably don't even know what they're doing. And if you think about the actual crime that happens in these small towns, it's so minimal anyways, that they have lawyers showing up, you know, because someone's cat clawed on someone else's door. You know, like it's just it's, it's petty shit.
1: Oh my God. I mean, this blows my mind. People in the town up there in Pennsylvania say this woman was, quote, incredibly, a com- incredibly competent as a person. She worked very diligently and was devoted to people she served in the community. She did everything an attorney would do. Signed off on law papers, uh, practiced discharge someone with third degree uh, with third degree misdemeanor crimes everything
0: that's awesome and now everyone that ever got convicted by her is gonna get off
1: I know isn't that amazing?
0: So. Wow. Wah, wah. Yeah.
1: A lot is unfolding up there in Pennsylvania, but she could face up to six years in prison if she's convicted. So that woman's going to jail. You think it's even more if you fake being an FBI agent? I feel agent? like
0: I could fake being a weather person, too, because everyone knows half that job is bullshit oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that's an easy job to fake. I mean,
0: I don't know a single job where you can be wrong 50% of the time. They still give you a bonus. Do
1: you think I could fake being, like, working at NASA?
0: At NASA? No, because they actually do math there, Sarah. <laughs> with the but weather that's what thing. Saying that would be a with great the challenge. weather, all you gotta do is just be like, oh yeah, looks like the condensation is under the Doppler, uh, the the four eight Doppler. Like they always have some stupid name for their thing. Mm-hmm. This is a storm news Doppler XDAR. Do you think
1: you could fake being a doctor like that kid from Florida that had his own practice? No,
0: because they'd be like, Why do you keep on sticking your fingers and everyone asks? <laughs> you do. I mean that's the only thing I remember about my doctor. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, have you made a doctor's appointment? No. Please tell me. I told you you that
0: little like I don't know what that growth was on my penis, but it's kinda disappeared.
1: Okay, but you've gotta go. When are you going?
0: I don't know, and probably any time whenever I feel like it.
1: Can you make an appointment please? No. Why not?
0: Because I have to like deal with stuff and like no, I don't wanna go and then Do you not have health insurance? No.
1: Okay. Well once you get it on this yeah. show, you have to.
0: Okay, then I'll go get my butt checked. But okay, good. until then I'm good. Oh god. Trust me, I've just been Nothing ripping can happen I've just been to you. ripping fish oil. So that way anything that is toxic in my body comes right out. Oh
1: that's a good idea. Okay, yeah. we'll use those till anything mm-hmm. else happens. Thank you. Uh, the ten honest job interview questions of twenty fifteen. I wanted to ask you these. Okay. Uh, see how you would answer some of these. And these apparently were actually asked.
0: All right. Okay. All right. All how all right. would
1: you sell hot cocoa in Florida?
0: How would I sell hot cocoa in Florida?
1: Yeah. This was asked, by the way, by JW Business Acquisitions, human resources recruiter for a job candidate.
0: I'd look at him be like, that's How the stupidest say- fucking question, because everyone knows that people in Florida get cold when it's 60 degrees. So I would just wait till it gets 60 degrees, and I could sell a shit ton of hot cocoa there.
1: Oh my god, genius answer, actually. Yeah. You're right. It does get cold in Florida. Yeah, so.
0: and they all think it's really cold when it's not. Like, they were all wearing sweaters when I was there.
1: If you were a brand, what would your motto be?
0: What would my motto be? Mm-hmm. Ooh, if I was a brand, what would my motto be? Oh, that's a tough one though. It would probably I'm be what you
1: think of what mine would be.
0: Melts in your hands, not in your mouth?
1: Live hard, put me away wet.
0: Okay, that's good too. <laughs> that's a great one. That's a good one too. You know? I don't know. I don't know what my motto would be, honestly. Like I guess for something that's a, see those are questions that I would want like, you know, I would want to actually have like time to think about it you know i
1: know i know they say they ask these on the spot what would you do if you found a penguin in your freezer this was a trader joe's job candidate question. what would i do
0: i'd probably cook it
1: what? oh my
0: god yeah if i find a trader joe's i'd fucking cook it because if it's there it's got to be there for a reason
1: oh my god that's terrible i thought i would put a little sweater on it take a selfie and then call the zoo i mean isn't that logical um no. how many basketballs would fit in this room delta airlines uh, revenue management job candidate like, ask that. So you're sitting in this room. They ask you, how many basketballs do you think will fit in this DC Improv Room?
0: How many basketballs? Yeah. I don't know. How many are you paying for? That's how many will fit in here. <laughs> I know no. how to work within the budget of a company. Yeah. And I've worked Genius. for companies that will give me, like, oh, Genius. Sammy, what would you like to do? I go, bullshit. Don't let me think of anything good, because I know you guys can only afford $30 anyways. <laughs> So just oh my tell God. me how much money you got and I'll use that, all right?
1: So good. Great answer. Okay. Um, so, by the way, follow us on social media. If you want to ever email us and add anything to this show, it's Sarah with an H at hayfrage.com. We have some very cool guests we're working on uh, in the next couple of days and weeks that are going to be on. Um, as a reminder, we got a little contest going on. If you want to win the last two pair of tickets to our sold-out DC Improv show at 7 p.m. this Friday night, you can follow me on instagram hey phrase or sammy it's on sammy's uh twitter under the sammy k retweet the image and tag a friend that you would want and then we're going to pick you at random if you want to do that
0: i think if okay here can i go back to the interview questions again yeah of course i think my slogan would be putting the f F-U in fun
1: putting the f you in, in fun. fun
0: yep that'd be my slogan
1: okay um also by the way check out
0: <laughs> what
1: nothing i like that you like that putting the f you in fun yeah. i love that see um that's a good, that's a really good you're motto. gonna
0: steal it now aren't you no, oh gosh hey phrase steal- podcast putting the Fu in fun cast pod blah, blah, blah.
1: i do i steal any of your stuff <laughs> never never you read me a new one one time and i tried to steal a bit from you you I like know. tore me a new ass i
0: did and i didn't show up to work for two days <laughs> I, know, I
1: know i would never do that again uh anyhow so check us out we need to do some drops for our la nueva you ready? Our smooth country, yes. Um, so Friday, we'll see you. I wanted to see you. There's also com if you want to check out uh, who this radio station is, because you'll want to be listening on Friday. They're going to play this prank. So what are we going to do exactly?
0: What do you want to do it now?
1: Yeah, let's do it now before we end the show. Okay, okay, cool. Because we're just going to isolate these drops and then send them
0: to this dude. So what? Well, you got to think about Okay, first off, you got to think what the station is. What's the, number, what's the number of the station again? It's
1: 881 La Nueva.
0: Okay, well, you're not going to say La Nueva. You got to say, you know... What do we call it? Kissing Cousins Radio, 881?
1: Yeah. Kissing Cousins Radio.
0: Yeah. Hey, y'all, this is Tim, and you're listening to Kissing Cousins Radio, 881.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah. Stuff I, like that, you know?
1: What was the other one? Called 1-800-KISS-YOUR-MOM? No, that's that's yeah. like too many Too many things, right? This is on 87.7. Sorry. 87.7 oh, FM. 87.7. Okay. 87.7. All right. All right. All right. All right. WDCN.
0: Well, Sarah, it doesn't matter what that actually is, so, you know... Oh, though, if, it was the actual, if the actual call letters are WDCN?
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah for WDCN. London, oh,
0: oh, yeah, not Wait, God, you're the that's like, <laughs> well, that's going to be a prank for them. They're like, oh, my God, there's a white lady on this station. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. That's a prank enough. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah, and you're listening to Smooth Country, 87.7 FM. If you've made out with your cousin like I have, call right now for a free T-shirt, 800 for incest
0: for incest? That's <laughs> awesome. I thought it was just going to be 800 Kiss My Mom.
2: Okay, there you go. Now yeah, you do one. There's my mom. first drive. All
0: right, so 87.7. Yeah. You're
2: like, hey, y'all, what's going on? This
0: is Tim, man. And when I ain't sucking off my brothers, you know what I like to do? I like to listen to Smooth Country. 87.7. W. Dickin. W D C N W Dickin. There, oh, there awesome. you go. Okay, Okay.
1: we each need one more and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Like uh should we be should I be a caller? Or should I be like uh hey, it's Sarah?
0: Hey y'all, check it out, man. You are listening to W... 877, okay. Hey y'all, check it out, man. You're listening to 877 W Dickin Radio. Yup, the smoothest country for you, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle. All in the same bedroom, same bed, because we know how you do it here. Woo! <laughs>
1: Genius. There All you right. go. I need one more, and then we're then we're good for G. That's
0: All right, it. here. Just start talking.
1: Uh, okay. Hey, everybody. This is Sarah.
0: Hey, sister. Why don't you shut up? I got something better you can do with your mouth. <laughs> this is WDICN, Smooth Jazz, 87.7. Smooth Country, 87.7. Do not uppercut upper my sister while she's doing that.
1: Smooth Country, and I'm his sister, on 87.7.
0: 87.7, we're country smooth times. Oh, I see. 87 Smith and we're. Oh, I can't even say it now. 87-7. 87-7, like, we're country smooth times, and your sister's behind all come together to one. Love it. There hey, you go. it's
1: Sarah. For, hey, it's Sarah. For 87.7, we're smooth times, smooth rides, and your smooth mother all come together on smooth country. W-D-C-N. W-D-C-N.
0: You know how they say ride a horse? Uh, You know how they say ride a horse? Oh, save a a horse. horse. You know how they say save a horse, ride a cowboy? We don't believe that. We think you should save them both. Use your mom instead. Smooth Country, 87.7.
1: Hey, it's Sarah. You know how they say save a horse, ride a cowboy? Well, here at Smooth Country, we don't believe that. Kill the horse, eat the horse, and then eat the man. On 87.7 Smooth Country FM. On 87.7
0: Cannibal FM? Did we just change this on them, too? Is that what we just did? All right, I don't know. I don't okay, care. If they can't make any classics out of that, I don't know what else to tell them. Adios, loves. We just defended half the southern population. So congratulations, our three listeners in Texas now hate us.
1: Oh, they love us. Did I give good mic today?
0: Yeah, you gave great mic today.
1: Love it. Oh my god, I love when I give good mic. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: Seven phrases, seven.